2: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
0: It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Mekhi Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Mackay
1: Becton did.
0: A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Hands Davis. Wide open. Davis still going.
1: And he's in for the touchdown. He'll, he'll yes. he hit immediately got the handoff. You know The <laughs> yeah. q Oh, my
3: gosh. Listen. Thank you.
4: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1, and we are doing a 2021 Jets preview. We did the offense last week, and now we're going to do the defense with our man who does all the film for playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Also, co-host of Play Like a Jet Live with You Stadium on Wednesday nights. The Thunder from down under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother?
3: I'm doing well. We, uh, we talked about the offense already, so looking forward to jumping into the other side of the ball. Uh, look, it's going to be possibly a tough year for the defense, but it's going to be a journey. I'm glad Greg Williams isn't here calling his cover zero blitzes on every play, so <laughs> let's see how it shakes out.
4: <laughs> Yes, and this defense, unfortunately, is nowhere near what we thought it was going to be With Carl Lawson patrolling back there an edge rusher Lawson, of course, out for the season So now the Jets have to try and carry on without him And we'll get to the edge rusher position in a bit But first, I want to talk about the guys on the interior defensive line Because, Luke, I think over the last few years That has been the strength of this defensive unit And I think it's going to happen again. John Franklin Myers returns. One of the more effective interior pass rushers in the league. Quinton Williams, who we both believe is on the verge of becoming a superstar. As long as, knock on wood, he can stay healthy. Foley Fadakasi, one of the top run stuffers. Sheldon Rankins comes in here. I know that he's had injury issues, but a very explosive player. So defensive line is very, very deep and has some really good players talk to me about what you expect from these guys this year
3: i was praying that this was the year that all our eggs weren't in the interior defensive line basket but unfortunately it looks like we're back there again fortunately though it is an incredibly talented group and it's so deep as you just prefaced you talk about john franklin myers one of the most underappreciated players in the nfl i think that's a fair statement even though there's some jets bias there he did some incredible things last year Uh, He's a versatile piece. You'll see him kick outside as well on some obvious passing downs. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, Foley Fatakasi, everyone talks about his run stopping ability and he's so good as a two gapper and he's able to penetrate in the run game and blow a lot of things up. But you look at how he played against the Eagles. He was only out there early in the first quarter. He was just bull rushing the pocket and getting back in the quarterback's lap on nearly every single play he was in the game. Don't underestimate what he can do if he's lined up over the uh, over the center at the nose position or even from a shaded one tech. He can be dominant there. Maybe not dominant, but he can be really effective there as a pass rusher as well. So I think you're going to see an improvement in Foley Fatakasi as a pass rusher, which is really positive to see because he's going to get a, his fair share of reps. Robert Salah loves to run out lots of different numbers and faces and get some uh some different units out there on the defensive line Quinn and williams look he's poised to be a superstar it was a huge blow for me and i'm sure for Quinnen that carl lawson isn't going to be there i was so excited about seeing lawson in the wide nine and Qu- Quinn and williams in the three tech spot on the right hand side of the jets defensive line but look he's going to see a ton of double teams now and looking it's an excuse i'm going to start it early but he is now the focal point for the entire jets defense When they put on the film and they say, what do we have to stop? There's not a lot of places you have to be worried about. It's pretty much Quinnen Williams or bust. So he's going to have a tough year. He's going to see some really tough matchups, but he's such a great player and he showed so much ability to beat double teams and split them last year that I'm sure he'll have that success again. And he is a budding superstar. He's going to be a top five defensive end, sorry, defensive tackling NFL. So can't wait to see him back playing in the three tech spot more, which is fantastic. And then, Yeah, Uh, who's the guy I missed? I missed someone there, Sheldon Rankins. Haven't seen him a lot in the preseason. He was banged up in the Green Bay week. But by all reports, he was dominant against Philadelphia in one of the joint practices there. Uh, He has a really nice spin move. And when he's been healthy playing for New Orleans, he's been really effective. Again, he just needs to stay healthy. But the fact that the Jets have so much depth at the position is going to get him or see him on the field a little bit less. You're going to be able to manage his reps. And that's going to be helpful for him staying healthy,
0: but also being productive when he's out there.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
4: At Edge Rusher, we thought that Carl Lawson was finally going to be the guy to end the John Abraham curse, but unfortunately, that curse continues because yeah. Lawson got hurt during training camp, and so now... Their big prized offseason free agent is not going to be able to contribute this year. Bryce Huff is the guy that's probably, at least on paper, the best edge rusher. Although you've talked about this, Luke. I think John Franklin Myers is going to be used a little bit in that capacity. I don't love that so much. I think he's better on the interior. Mm. But they're going to have to do what they have to do to fill in those gaps. Talk to me a little bit about what you expect from this edge rusher group.
3: Look, it's a huge blow having Carl Lawson out because, as we just mentioned, now you're going to see more JFM on the outside, which I think is a negative. And look, I understand he can do it well, and he did some nice things playing for LA on the edge, but he's better on the interior. And I think he's more dominant there, and there's better matchups against guards. So he's going to play outside more. Everyone loves Bryce Half, and I think he's a nice player. But at the end of the day, it's a second-year undrafted free agent who was okay last year. I don't expect Bryce Huff to be some kind of day one above average NFL edge in the, this year. I just, I just don't see it. I know we want to be optimistic as fans, but Carl Lawson's exit has a huge impact on this group. Not only that, Vinnie Curry is not here either. He's got the blood, the, the blood issue uh, after having his spleen removed. That's a huge blow as well. You don't have that veteran presence. So that's, that's going to be a huge issue. And the only group that Carl Lawson might influence more by being out is the corner group, who we'll touch on later. But his uh, the lack of his presence is going to be extremely detrimental, not just to the edge production, but to the interior as well. So it was a huge blow. It was tough to recover from. It was quite a, a sad day when I saw that pop up on Twitter. But the Jets are going to have to find a way. They're probably going to blitz more. We saw Robert Sala do that last year when Joey Bosa went down and uh, Armstead went down. He moved into more blitz. As he started to blitz KK Williams and also Fred Warnermore. So I'd expect some more of that out of the linebacking in the slot corner position but as a whole, not a whole lot of talent here at the edge.
4: Not a whole lot of talent inside either. They're going to be relying predominantly on rookies other than CJ Mosley. Mosley was the guy that was their prize signing a couple of years ago. He missed almost the entire 2019 season with the exception of a good portion of the Buffalo bills game in a very tiny bit ...of the famous Seeing ghost New England Patriots game last year opted out. And so now he steps in as the former All-Pro. Can he regain his form? Well, he's going to need to if this unit's going to be effective... ...because Jamie and Sherwood and Hamza Nazareldin, both guys seem to have some upside. But we're talking about late-round rookies. I don't know how much you can reasonably expect... Now, of course, you have got the Jared Davis injury. Davis is one of those guys that has a lot of athletic ability, and there was a lot of fanfare with him coming out of college as a first-round pick. Underperformed. Now he comes to the Jets as his second team from Detroit. Word has it that Robert Sala really liked him and so did Jeff Ulbrich because they felt like they could take him and get a lot more out of him here. They thought that he was miscast in Detroit. Not a huge surprise considering the fact that the coach for the last couple of years was Matt Patricia and that guy would screw up just about anything. So certainly it could be the case that Davis would have been a really productive player here, but we're going to have to wait a while to find that out because he's out until at least the bye week. So they're going to be relying on Sherwood and Dean a lot, and certainly they're going to be relying on C.J. Mosley. What do you think the Jets are going to get out of Mosley and the rookies, and where do you see this unit shaking out here in 2021?
3: I think they're going to get Buffalo, not Buffalo, sorry. I think they're going to get the Baltimore Ravens iteration of CJ Mosley. And I did not feel confident about that three, four months ago. I had no idea what to expect, but he's looked really good on the field. His movements have been fluid. The instincts are still there. He's had a couple of busts in coverage and he had a um, defensive holding in the second week of the preseason. But on the whole, I liked what I saw in the third preseason game against the Eagles. He looked like the only player on the field who could tackle at all, which was obviously concerning on the whole. But CJ Mosley, I feel good about him. I still don't think the Jets will quite get what they're They've invested in him with $15 to $16 million per year over the next three years. But I feel good about, you know, where he's going to be in the middle of the field as that dominant force in the run game, doing some things in coverage. So that alleviates some of the pressure. Outside of that, it's a whole lot of question marks. I've been impressed with Hamza Nazruldeen throughout the preseason. His name hasn't been called a lot, which is always pleasing when you're playing corner or linebacker. His coverage seems to be fairly good and tight, which is nice to see. Uh, It's easier to convert to the will spot than what his teammate and fellow rookie, poor Jamie and Sherwood. He's been learning the Mike linebacker position, backing up CJ Mosley. He now gets thrown into the Sam spot. He needs to put even more weight because he's going to be taking on more blockers. He's playing on the strong side of the formation. He'll be seeing more tight ends, more blocks. He's got a tough gig ahead of him. He really, really struggled in the last game of the preseason. He missed some tackles. He took some bad angles. So I'm pretty worried about him. I think if you ask me where the biggest concern or pain point was for me, I'd say it's going to be Sherwood playing the strong. Sorry, the Sam linebacker position. On the whole, though, I think you have to temper expectations for this second level of the defense. Outside of CJ Mosley, there are going to be growing pains. Uh, linebacker might be one of the most difficult positions to play in the NFL right now with all the crossing routes and the speed they're ascending across the field. But look, Robert Saleh is smart. He's going to play a lot of nickel. You're going to see Michael Carter on the field a ton, especially on early downs. They're not just going to play three down linebackers because that's the way we do it. He's going to play to the strength of his defense and that's not going to be having three linebackers on the field.
4: Luke, I don't love the depth, especially with Ashton Davis hurt, but at safety, I do like the starters. LaMarcus Joyner had a bit of a rough year with the Raiders, but remember, he was playing a completely different position. He's back to where he's comfortable at safety. He's a little bit older now, and so he's not going to be as effective as he was at his peak with the Rams. But still, I think a combination of him and Marcus May, who comes back on the franchise tag... Could be a very effective duo here at safety. I know they're going to mix and match. There'll be some three safety looks from time to time, too. But what do you think here with these two guys? I think there hasn't been enough attention on the fact that they should be a pretty formidable combination.
3: Yeah, I think I get a little frustrated when people say, oh, man, the Jets secondary stinks. Well, the Jets cornerback room stinks, but they have a nice duo at safety. You're going to see a lot of them rotating, coming down in the box, taking their turn based on different looks. I've said it before on the show, Scott, that when they need someone playing the middle uh, middle of the field in a robber or that kind of technique in zone coverage, you're going to see Marcus Maymore there. And then when they get into man coverage looks, I think LaMarcus Joyner will bump down. And if he needs to play over a slot receiver or a move tight end, I think that's going to be his uh, position and his role to fill. But on the whole, They're nice interchangeable pieces. They both play really well in those split field looks if there's cover two, cover four, which I think there'll be more of in the Robert Sala scheme. And I'm really impressed with what I've seen from Joyner. He was good in the green and white scrimmage. He had an interception. His instincts are still there. And you touched on his experience with the Las Vegas Raiders. I think even though it was poor for his performance and he was playing out of position that's going to be helpful for him on the whole because if robert Sala wants him to play that jimmy ward role and do some stuff in man coverage that's going to have a huge help because he's not covering slot receivers all the time he's going to have an opportunity to cover and mirror tight ends he has better movement skills and hips than a lot of them so i agree with you i think it's a really nice tandem i think it's kind of in that top 10 to 12 in the nfl i think it's going to be highly underrated how much impact are they going to be able to have if the corners on the outside aren't going to be playing at a good level? Look, Time's going to tell, but I think it's a pretty nice duo. Not a lot of depth there, but look, the two starters are good. And touch wood, we can stay healthy at the position.
4: Cornerback Luke, I'm not going to mince my words on this. This is a very concerning spot because you have a very weak collection of players here compared to cornerback groups in the rest of the league. Bryce Hall showed some promise last year, but only played half the year. We know that he was recovering from an injury. And, of course, he was a fifth-round pick. You got Bless Austin, who I don't really view as a starting-caliber player. And then you got a couple of rookies. You got Brandon Echols. You got Jason Pinnock. There's nothing here that would make me confident about this cornerback group. Am I being a little overdramatic, or does this worry you just as much as it worries me?
3: I am just as worried as you. I tweeted out yes, uh, a few days ago now that I thought the Jets might have the worst outside corner situation in the NFL in the last four or five years. And the Jets have had some pretty miserable groups there, but it's so concerning just from a youth perspective. There's a lack of NFL experience. Brandon Eccles got a little banged up against Philadelphia, so we'll have to watch what happens there. But on the whole, I think outside of Bryce Hall, I think, look, Bryce Hall isn't going to be a well beater this year, but I feel good that Bryce Hall will do his job in zone coverage. He'll be good enough in man, and I can feel somewhat at ease at the position. But opposite him, Bless Austin's not the dude. I'm sorry. Bless Austin's a bad tackler. He goes too low in zone coverage. He has too many busts mentally in man coverage trying to come back and keep his eyes in the backfield, looking at the quarterback, trying to make a big play. And then he lets up a big play. So it's concerning to me that the Jets have kind of said, look, Bless Austin's the starter. It seems like that's going to be the way they're going to roll heading into the season. And that's not a great thing. I was disappointed that Eccles didn't get more of a run with the ones in the preseason. It looks like he's going to start on the bench. So... Look, it's that duo is not very good. As I'm sure we'll talk about, I have much more faith on the inside. But look, bless Austin, uh, whether it's Pinnock, whether it's Eccles. Look, they could play okay, but they're going to face a tough slate of receivers. They've got guys like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson in week one. In week uh, four against the Titans, you get Julio Jones and AJ Brown. This is going to be a baptism of fire, and it's going to be tough for those guys.
4: Slot corner, which you just alluded to. Michael Carter II, drafted in the fifth round, looked pretty good in the preseason and training camp. Same thing with Javelin Guidry, who did very well last year when Brian Poole was hurt. So this is a spot where I'm not quite as worried. The inside seems to me to be a lot less troubling than the outside. Definitely. And
3: it's going to be a starter position, as I mentioned, when we're talking about the linebackers, the nickel five defensive backs is going to be the base or close enough to the base for the jets this year. It has to be, if they're going to be successful. So it looks to me that Michael Carter has kind of uh, turned the tables early in the preseason Javelin Gidry appeared to be the starter. He started in the first preseason game. He was getting more reps with the ones. That seems to have flipped now. And Michael Carter, you almost never heard his name called in the preseason. And that's a great thing when you're talking about secondary players, particularly the corner position. And he was going one-on-one in some man. He looked really good in zone. He had some good reps in uh, run support on the outside, making his tackle, blowing up a screen, and getting to the receiver in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage. So I'm excited by that. those two players. I think whoever starts in the end is going to be successful. Um, Again, I don't think they're going to see a lot of targets because why are you going to target the interior of the Jets defense when you have your wide receivers covered by a guy like bless Austin? So I think it's a double-edged sword there. They're going to be targeted lesser as a result of the outside corners and lack of talent there. But as you alluded to, Scott, I'm really you know hopeful and optimistic about the production of the position long-term. Two young guys who have been really good all preseason, all, all training camp. They've battled. They've shared the one the, the reps with the ones. And I think that's going to be a sneaky good position for the Jets, meaning they've got three out of the five positions settled in the secondary with LaMarcus Joyner, Marcus May, and Michael Carter or Javelin Guidry have a little bit of a question, about Bryce Hall, but I'm pretty confident, but that second outside corner position stinks. So to answer the original question though, feeling good about the Jets slot position, and they're gonna see the field a ton in 2021.
4: Luke, let's do specific predictions. We'll start with the interior defensive line. Where do you see this going with the individual players? Is and Williams going to be an all pro? Are we going to see another step forward for John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankins? Is Foley Fadakasi gonna put together an incredible number of run stuffs? What do you think here? So
3: just before the first season that Quinn and Williams played for the Jets, they named a prediction all-rookie team and they named Ed Oliver in it, and they left uh, Quinn and Williams out. And I said then, look, we'll use it as fuel, the Quinn and Williams fans, and I think he'll be an all-pro by year three. That's a lock. And before Carl Lawson got injured, I couldn't be any more confident that Quinn and Williams was going to be an all-pro. It's a blow for him. And look, I'm not just making excuses, but now the, the level of uh, – attention he's going to see is going to go up and it's going to be difficult. But I still think he can be an all-pro. I'll say he'll make the second pro, uh, the second team all-pro team. Um, he's going to have – I'll say he has 10 sacks, even though sacks are a really fickle number. I think he's going to get to the quarterback more. He's continued to develop his finishing skills. Early in his rookie year, if you remember, he was falling off some tackles against Ryan Fitzpatrick and some of those guys he wasn't finishing the play. It's nice to see him develop and, and be a finisher. I think sacks can either be sometimes a luck – and production, or sometimes they are a lack of ability to finish in the backfield, and he's gotten better in that area. So I think he's going to be dominant. Um, Outside of that, I think the guys will have three to four sacks between them, Sheldon not between them, each, sorry. Sheldon Rankins uh, probably will have, I'll say, three sacks. I think John Franklin Myers is going to get six sacks, and he'll be the second most productive uh, defensive lineman on the field for the Jets. So I'll say Quinnon with 10 sacks, John Franklin Myers with six, but a really productive season still.
4: At edge rusher, what do you think is going to happen here with Bryce Huff and the rest of the guys in that unit? You see anybody coming close to breaking double digit sacks?
3: Not really. I mean, look, it's possible. If we saw Emmanuel Ogbar have 10 sacks, 10 plus sacks for the Dolphins last year. And I don't think he's a top 40 edge rusher in the NFL. So there are those kind of statistical anomaly seasons. And maybe Bryce Hall has one of those and he showed some flashes and glimpses. And maybe he puts it together and his uh, production and presence on the edge helps Quinn and Williams. But I'm not going to predict it. I think it's an unlikely outcome. I think he has a season comparable, comparable to maybe like a Jordan Jenkins season. And he's not a similar player. He's a much different build. He's a much lighter. A frame. But I think you could see him have six to seven sacks and be productive and have some pressures. But I don't think anyone in this group of edge rushes is going to push 10 sacks. And if Hull gets six or seven sacks, then that's probably a pretty good outcome.
4: And inside linebacker, the big question, of course, is CJ Mosley. Does he return to Pro Bowl all pro form? And what will the Jets get out of the rookies this season? Could Hamza Nasraldin or Jamie and Sherwood exceed expectations and maybe even have a chance of making an all-rookie team?
3: Hamza Dean all-rookie in 2021. That's my prediction. Yes. I think he looks fantastic. I, I feel the best about that prediction. CJ Mosley's not going to make the Pro Bowl. Even if he plays at a really high level, like I anticipate, he's going to be on a bad defense. He's going to be on a a fairly bad football team that's going to win six or seven games so he's not going to get the accolades to then surpass a guy like Fred Warner or Darius Leonard to make an all-pro or pro bowl team you need to do remarkable things and put up enormous numbers I don't think he's going to have that ability in this defense I think as I mentioned that Sherwood's going to struggle a little bit so I'll throw my uh, eggs in the Hamza Dean basket I'll say he makes the all-rookie team
4: How about at safety? Do you think Marcus May and LaMarcus Joyner have a chance to be a top 10 duo? And where do you see their production shaking out?
3: Yeah, I definitely do. I think they can be similar to what we've seen in Buffalo in past years. And maybe this is lofty expectations. uh, But with Hyde and the guys they've had on the back end there in Buffalo, I think they can be a similar duo. Uh, We saw Buffalo used to run a lot of quarters. So I think there's quite a nice comparison there. I think one of the two, I'm not sure who it'll be. One of them will lead the team in interceptions. I think uh, I will say the Jets aren't going to turn the ball over much this year. I'm going to say that LaMarcus Joyner leaves the Jets with three interceptions. Someone might tie him and have three interceptions as well, but I think Joyner is going to get his hands on the football. He has a good and eye for it. Really nice instinct. So I think Joyner is going to leave the Jets with three interceptions.
4: Outside corner. Is this going to be as much of a disaster as we're expecting? Is anybody going to put together decent production? you think Bryce Hall has a chance to have a couple of interceptions, maybe a fair amount of tackles?
3: Yeah, I I think they're hurt by two things. The scheme is good, and the scheme can protect you to some extent. But once you lose an elite pass rush in Carl Lawson and that unit becomes good but not elite – that's just going to make their job so much harder and that's going to really have a negative effect on them. I think Bryce Hall can make some plays. If they play him in a lot of zone in cover three, cover four on the outside, he's got good instincts. He can read the ball in the backfield. We saw him have a couple of really good interceptions against Danny Dimes in college uh, playing against Duke when he was at Virginia. You saw that playmaking ability against the LA Rams last year in that infamous win when he plucked the ball in cover two and, and baited Jared Goff to make the throw. He has the ability to make some plays. He's just going to give up a high volume of plays as well, uh, but the good thing is he's a sound tackler. He has fairly good technique, so I think he'll be solid. I, I, look though, outside of that, I think the the second corner spot is going to get toasted and targeted so much this year. It's going to be a bloodbath out there, in my opinion. Robert Salah can only do so much schematically to save them and to help them, but I think it's going to be a really tough year. And I wouldn't be surprised if. If we at the end of the year PFF or someone has a statistic saying the Jets outside corner position had you know the highest passer rating allowed in the NFL, that wouldn't shock me.
4: How about a slot corner?
3: Uh, I feel good. I feel I feel like it has the potential to be top ten, and that sounds incredibly unrealistic when you've just given away Brian Poole for nothing who was a top five slot the last two years I think both of these guys whoever starts there they can step in and be a productive guy they can have some sacks because uh, I think they're going to blitz a bit and I talked about that with the lack of production from edge I think Michael Carter would have three or four sacks this year and an interception so I think he might have let's say he has a force fumble a sack and maybe a, a recovery as well he has the trio he has one in each category and fills up the columns a little bit
4: Luke Grant, film guy extraordinaire over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Also, the host of Play Like a Jet Live Wednesdays on U-Stadium with Clayton Smarslock. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets' defense with me. A little bit of a season preview. Really appreciate it. For those that want to follow you on social media and check out everything you're doing, how can they do that?
3: Make sure you check me out on Twitter at Grant 7 uh, Easiest way to get in touch with me. Make sure you drop me a DM and a follow, all those kind of good things. But all of our work is across at playlikeajet.com and on the YouTube channel, Play Like a Jet. Uh, we're pushing 1,000 subs now, which is awesome. We're starting to get our content out there. People have been so supportive. So appreciate everyone that's already watching. If you're not, go and check it out. Some of the film breakdowns, there'll be analysis of Zach Wilson games every single week, all 22 breakdowns. I'll give my recap on performances and my top five takeaways every single week. Make sure you're checking it out. Pacers Playbook, it's all over there. Just go ahead and check us out on YouTube.
4: Go ahead and follow Luke on Twitter, at Luke Grant 7 Check out everything that he's doing on our YouTube channel, along with, as he said, Kayla Pace with Pace's Playbook. Luke's got a ton of great film breakdowns up there. So watch all the videos and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. And... Make sure that you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content. You know where to go. That's PlayLikeAJetDigital and PlayLikeAJet.com.